Salutations, Traveler, and welcome back to the Sea of Stars. I'm Trolltoll, and this is my bridge. When we last left our band of, oh, calling them intrepid and giving them too much credit, wanderers, they were preparing to do what they do best. Run. Run very fast, and hope to get away. Let's see what they do. Back to our story. The Queen of Secrets had whips around and looks at her dragon. You hear in your head from Frederick. Mistress, we must run! Alright, boys, let's go. As Asariel is saying that, make peace. Mm-hmm. You hear a sound you haven't heard in real life in years. The sound that haunts your nightmares every night. Every night. Oh! I heard that recently. You hear the scream, the howl of Hunter Six Two Nine. Oh. Do I need to roll my one save? Hmm. Yeah, go for it. So close. 29. Oh, 31. 31. Make peace. How do you feel hearing that device? Fucking okay, energized. In what well, I mean, I, I, I just because I'm viewed with, with a bunch of power, and probably feel a little too big, too big for my britches. Uh, Make peace has been. You say having nightmares of having this thing, but eventually, if you just walk up to the edge of a cliff enough times, you're either gonna jump or make peace with it. No pun intended. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think I think that while he still might hear nightmares of this thing, it's he's resolved to not react the same way. Okay. Make peace. Give yourself a plus two to will saves on top of your other one for that that legendary success. Well, I can't criticize you for a while. Can I even recognize like a wolf noise? No. Yeah, I've never heard something. Would... No, but it does. I do need both of you to make both saves. 25. Okay. Really? You're just confused by it. Okay. It, sound, it sounds interesting. Okay. This is going to sound really bad, but can I think of it as like an opening line to a music song? Like, yeah, sure. Uh, what is that song? Uh, Thriller? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I start Sorry, like, shaking my wrong. shoulders. A dirty 20. A dirty 20, okay. You're fine. You're dancing to it. Yes. Finish. You've just slipped past the front guards. And you hear the howl. How does that make you feel? Do I know who it is? Yep. You just you just spent some time dealing with it. Okay. I and it it, it means that you weren't as successful as you hoped. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, am I in the throne room with everyone else? You just ran in. Yes. Ran in. <laughs> I'm gonna come to a stop. Hey, hey guys. 
Uh, <laughs> fuck, that was a long hallway. <laughs> uh, so we gotta get out of here. Or we're all gonna do. Oh, hey, Your Majesty. Uh, the hallway was ridiculous. There's just. That was just bad architecture. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Um. No, seriously, we gotta go. My. Oh, you know who I am. You. My brother's here. It's gonna be a problem. Could you talk to him for a second? Cause we just. Just give me like a little bit of a head start. I'll, I'll pay you back. Just. Hey, we gotta go. Right now. I'm game, let's go. <laughs> like, like, I'm running with you. Before you go, she whips back and goes, Mistress, I need a secret from one of you. For what? To tell you how to get to freaking hell. <laughs> Do it fast! Um, um, one time, uh, I shit in my sister's coffee. And she didn't realize it at first. You don't have a sister. Um, <laughs> shut up. Can't be a lie. <laughs> I've been scared of Hunter 627, 629. Mm-hmm. I've been scared of Hunter 629 for years. I think it was the first day where I felt happy to hear his house. There are things to work through there. Well, I didn't say aroused. <laughs> But I don't think it's enough. Please! Um, Something. Uh, the Lost Boys are using an ex-slaver named Grin That's as their puppet. That's not a secret everyone knows. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, my neighbor's having an affair. Everyone knows she's a whore. How about the, the monks of the Four Truths are selling their own their own into slavery. <sighs> to get to Grin, you must run through the docks into the mist. Do not go in the water. When you get into the mists, you must start with rage. Then you must switch to resolve. And finally, you must switch to cold acceptance. So we're running to our deaths. Excellent. Let's go. Thank you, my dear. We'll meet again. I certainly hope so, mistress. I will try to slow number one down. Should we just start running? Yep, we're uh, running. Turn around and run. Back. Not down the hallway. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. So everyone takes off running. You guys take off running. Out of the Court of Secrets. Into the atrium. Finnick. The hall you ran through to get here is no longer there. Oh my god. <laughs> it seems like it was put there just for you. <laughs> uh, you guys break into the atrium and people are panicking. A lot of people seem to know who this is. 
and people are getting out of the way. What do you do? Do I have my bearings enough to know how to lead them toward the docks? Yes. You're, you're, you're pretty familiar with the course. Uh, then I'm just going to gesture to follow me, and I'm going to continue sprinting to the docks as fast as possible. Okay. All you follow? Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. run uh, at the back. At the back? Yeah. Of course Ross didn't get his secret. I'll figure that out later. <laughs> um, I had to give one up. Hey, actually, <laughs> I got cheated. <laughs> <laughs> so... You guys take off running. I need everyone to give me first an athletics check. Twenty-four. What's up? The success? I'm not gonna tell you. Does a twenty-six give you a critical success? We'll find out. With an amazing plus eleven. I got a one. You rolled a twelve, you botched. I botched. Oh. Anything else? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Poor thing. I have a plus 11. In cats first, he would get it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all for you. Keep uh, breath. Okay. Matt. Or sorry, Finnick. What is your spell save DC? My spell save DC is... Where is that? Nineteen. You feel the magic you placed split a little bit. Your first seal is broken. Okay. There's nothing I can do from this distance. No. Yeah. As you feel that up ahead of you, a shadowy figure begins to form. One that you recognize as number one. But not a full version of it. It's a it's a simulacra. Small consolation, Jake. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like we're fucked. Hmm? Aren't simulacrums usually smaller versions of things? No. No. It's an exact copy. Oh. But usually not, they have like half. Yeah, not 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 always an exact copy. They're they're also they're also weaker sometimes. Yeah. So this vision, this being forms of smoke in front of you and looks at you all and goes, I would say turn back and you could live, but this would be easier for me. Everyone roll initiative. Oh boy. Perception? Mm-hmm. 28. 28? Nice. Wow. Yes. But that is natural 20. Wow. Do you get a neat board? Oh, yeah, I do. Natural 20. Okay, so this is a rule for that I use as a house rule. 
Natural tr natural twenties on initiative. Give your first attack as if they were flat footed. Okay. Nice. That's I need, awesome. I need a uh, mark. Here behind me. In the cup. Ah. Hmm. Bring out the minis, guys. Buy the beer. Right behind you. No. Double ha ha. <laughs> Excellent. Um. Okay. Can this be me? Even though it's three times my size. <laughs> sure. So big. Look at the base. That's a large size creature. You've been listening to Risk of Reputation, a Sea of Stars story. All right. So we need to have a discussion about respecting the places in which you visit. This is my home, and you need to treat it as such. More on that after these ads. Welcome back to the Sea of Stars. So if you're going to visit me here, I ask that you do not leave your fast food bags all over the bridge. I know it's not me. I don't eat motor food, and it's greasy and gross. Anyway, back to our story. Shadow Werewolf thing appears in front of you. Thross, what do you do? He's in front, so right over there. Can mm -hmm. you put the figure down of the thing that appears? It's in front of all of you. Okay. Right thing. This? Yep. So I actually, it, it, actually in character, I remembered this time. I'm gonna go into mountain stance and um, run up to the uh, the shadow. Does he look like a shadow? He looks like a shadow, yes. Like, almost like a wraith-like? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to run up to him and try to hit him. Okay. Because he looks like a ghost, I'm going to hit him. So I'm going to use my... Um, What's your movement speed? Uh, it's very fast now. Okay. Nice. Go for um, it. It's plus ten from my normal one. You're fine. Yeah. So... Uh, I'm gonna roll. Nat 20 plus 10. Nat 20. Yeah. Okay. And that was Jeez. my first attack. Yep. So Thross. He gets uh, uh, two. Uh, it's close. Yep. Well, that. So I'm doing multi attack. That's fine. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. You're using Fury of Blows? Yeah, Fury of Blows. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Oh, I got it. That's beautiful. I got it. I got the inspiration. <laughs> oh, he's found it. You found it? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Shh. Right. I'll roll again for the fury. Fury, fury. of blows. <laughs> yes. Okay. And that's not so good. That's only a 16. A 16? Okay. Roll damage for your critical. Okay. So that's 1d8. Oh, I overshot, guys. I overshot. <laughs> that is the risk of the catapult. It's too powerful. <laughs> 8 plus 4. So I double the dice, right? Mm -hmm. So it's 16 plus 4, so 20. And that's my first death. Okay. Can you read me the language of 
Uh, Fury of Blows for yeah, a 20, please. Fury of Blows. Mm-hmm. Not Flurry. Flurry. Flurry of, flurry of, bl- of flurry Blows. Flurry of Blows, yes. Is it? You're both saying something different. Make two unarmed <laughs> strikes if both hit the same creature. Combine their damage for the purpose of resistance and weakness. Apply your multiple attack penalty to the strikes normally. As it, excuse me, as it has the flourish trait, you can use Flurry of Blows only once per turn. Mm-hmm. So. And that gives you two attacks with the same action, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that happens. Do I hit with the second one or no? No. Okay. So, um... And deal that damage, and then um, I'm going to use my movement to move back. Uh, you can move back one space, right? Because you have a movement of 25. Yeah, but um, as another um, action. So I have three actions, correct? Oh, yeah. No, sorry. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't listen to me. So I can move away? Yep. For... Hold on. Yeah. Okay, I'm not moving yet. He hits a tech arm to me. Yep. You can still move. He doesn't say yeah. stop you. Unless he kills you. Alright, my luck. And he's not gonna kill you this turn. <laughs> Maybe. Very comforting. So that's a 14? 24. Your AC is 24? With mountain stance. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you're in a stance, can you also move? Yep. I can't do that. Wow. Yep. <laughs> okay, that One, happens. Two, three, four. Okay. So I'm right here. So Frost runs up to the shadowy werewolf and just finds purchase as he swings his temple sword through uh, the chest of the beast, hitting something. There is some thing in the shadow. As you rip through, it howls. And you come back and stab again, this time getting nothing but smoke. Uh, Then you run away. It growls as you you retreat. Alright. Oh, sorry. One, two, three, four. It's 20, right? Your movement speed is 20. Yeah. No, it's 30. The move speed is 30. So each block is 5, you move 6 blocks. So I'm going to move one more. Sorry, I miscounted. Okay. So, it is now the turn of the shadowy werewolf. He is going to dive directly at Makepeace. It makes sense. Yeah, I'm going to hit him. <laughs> You're the closest. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he's going to move to make peace. Sorry. Sorry. Make peace. Make an attack roll. Just the damage. Hmm? Make an attack roll, just the damage. With disadvantage. With just the damage. Confuse what you want. Roll damage on your sword. <laughs> Maybe, um, uh, nine damage. Nine damage. Okay. So, the Shadow Wolf. Make peace is run a sword. 
uh, we were running, and then we had no ad. You, you, there was no time. There was no point in there where I could have drawn a sword. Okay. If there was, I would have. Roll a unarmed strike. Roll damage for an unarmed strike. He botched and rolled a 10, so you're getting an attack. Ah, I see. Nice. Um, I see. It's 1d4 plus your damage. That's what I thought it was, but... So that's going to be 4 damage. 4 damage. So, you... He charges at you. He stumbles a little bit, and as he does, you put your hand out. And as you do, and push him back, you feel... Something solid in the smoke. Roll a... Take knowledge arcana. No. Scroll perception. That's an awesome roll. Uh, that's a 26. 26. As you push, you feel yourself push on the face of something in the smoke. But I know There's a person in there. But I know where the face is now. Mm-hmm. I'll, give you, I'll give you a plus two circumstance bonus to attacks. Awesome. Alright, and for his third action, he's going to try attacking again. This time, he is going to get a 16 to hit. It misses. Even right. without my shield, though. You push him back, and he swipes at you after you smack him in the face. Uh, and he misses. Cool. Now it's Mickey's turn. Oh, me? Yay! Oh, me. Couldn't be. <laughs> Whatever am I going to do? Uh, I'm going to say this. I don't want to use an action to do this. So if you say I can't do this while I'm in action, mm-hmm. this time. Whatever's happening is clearly magical. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast True Strike, Spell Strike, with the Spell Magic. Read me the language of your spell strike. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say to that. That's too high. Where's spell strike? There it is. Uh, it's very long. You channel a spell into a punch or sword thrust, you deliver a combined attack. You cast a spell that takes one or two actions to cast and requires a spell attack. Oh, it does not require a spell attack roll. Well, that doesn't doesn't the spell magic require a roll? No. No, it does not. Okay, fine. Uh, I'll do a spell strike. Oh. Well, in that case, then I will not cast true strike, and I will instead. Uh, Do uh, shielding strike to start. Mm-hmm. As you attack a foe, warding magic transforms your momentum into an action that lifts your shield. Make a melee strike and then either raise your shield if you're wielding one or cast shield. Oh, actually, I will spell strike first. This, this gives me back my spell strike. So I'll spell strike first with a gouging claw. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a. Could have been better, but. What are you going to do about that? It's not that bad. So it's only going to be a four, 16 to hit. 16 to hit. 
16 does not hit. Okay. Uh, then I will shield strike blast. That's going to be a 18 hit. 18 hits. So then... That's only 5 slashing damage, but now my shield is raised. Okay, so that is... Rose, nope, Rose already went. That's Finnick. I am going to... Uh, <laughs> attempt something very stupid. Uh-huh. I'm going to use the command spell. And I'm going to say... Oh, brother, dear brother, the queen was looking for you. Please, you must see her at once. And cast it and use one of my fate abilities to give him disadvantage. Ooh. What's your spell save, DC? 19. You're trying to reach through this thing to the original. If that's not possible, I will settle for just getting rid of this thing for now. I'll let you try it. Your spell save is 19. Mm-hmm. We're going to put a minus 10 uh, circumstance oh. modifier on that. Um, because we're trying to cast command on a simulacra. I'll allow it. Yeah. But that's. Want to do it anyway? I'm not going to take it back. Okay. You cast your magic, and you... Don't forget some disadvantage. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, I just remembered. Mine was supposed to be flat-footed. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yep. Yeah, that's all right. That's... You can use it on the next roll. It's fine. Hmm. Where is the stat I need? Uh, okay. You cast your spell. How many actions does that take to cast? You cast your spell. Mm-hmm. As you cast it, you feel him throw it back at you. He goes, Number six! Don't you dare! Can we hear him say number six? Yep. <laughs> Did I do that? Uh, you are going to see Finnick pale visibly. And just run to the outside of the area, getting as far away from them as I can. You guys are going to do great. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I encourage you all to follow me. Okay, where are you going? Uh, which way is towards the docks? Uh, behind him. He's already used his attack of opportunity. Okay. And I will sprint past him. That happens. So you move around him and just kind of run in as big an arc around him as you possibly can, trying to get to the docks behind him. Asario, your turn. 
Alright. I am going to take a big old step back. Where's my guy? Nope, yours is the one that's still on the table. No, 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 I mean, um, where are we? The, the, this is him. Sorry. Right? That's me. No. Oh that's, my gosh, sorry. This is the <laughs> big bad. <laughs> it's harder being a caster. Okay, thank you. You have your glasses on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it only helps close. <laughs> You're right next to it. <laughs> <laughs> it helps now. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take um, a big step <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, 20. And then I'm going to, oh man, I'm so in between things. So many cool spells at this level. Um, but I would like to cast Mirror Image on myself. Okay, read the language I got from You ran place. away and casted Mirror Image on yourself? <laughs> yeah, That's why you blew for thousands of years. <laughs> That's the reason why you blew for thousands of years. Oh, is there a fight? I'm going to help you guys out in like three I'll rounds. <laughs> I just need you to buff myself <laughs> and whatever character time left, I'm going to help you out. I swear. Read, read the language of Mirror Image for me, please. Sure. At least I'm one away, um, so I can All right. Help. Lasts for a minute. Three illusory images of you swirl about your space, potentially causing those who attack you to hit one of the images instead of you. Um, any attack that would hit you has a random chance of hitting has a random chance of hitting one of your images instead of you. If all three images remain, there's a one in four chance of hitting you. And so on. So you do the odds mm -hmm. with dice. I Why? I love this spell. It's good for you when you have it. Yeah. It's not good oh, when it you're sucks when you're, Yeah, mm -hmm. when you're hitting it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how many turns does that take to cast? One. It's it's uh. And you move. It's so it that's no. That's so that's all three. So oh, it mm -hmm. takes two actions. Okay. Yeah. That's done. All yep. right. Thrush. Okay. Is it thrush or thrust? Thrust. Ah. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna run, run back and flank him. Okay. Juicy. Um, my first action is gonna be a tr try to trip him. Okay. So. Sixteen. Sixteen does not hit. Well, you said he was gonna be flat-footed. Oh, you're right. So it does hit. He's down. Okay. And then I'm going to do my Flurry of Blows. Mm -hmm. um, 22. That hits. And 17. 22 and 17 both hit. Sweet. Okay. So the first one. Oh, yeah, and he's flanked. So, right? Technically? Yep. Okay. So eight. To be clear, for your for your that seventeen or that second attack for flurry of blows, flurry of blows should count it as your third attack. As far as penalties go. What do you mean? Because you took an action to move. No, because with flurry of blows, the attack decrease for each one continues. So if you make two strikes, you get. Oh, this is my third attack, third action. No, I'm saying with Flurry of Blows, so you get... Oh, yeah, yeah. Your first attack is your first. Your second attack and Flurry of Blows has the second attack penalty you normally get, even though you're doing all the same action. Oh, okay. It says it right. I looked it up as well. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Then so then so so then if you do like forty blows, it's minus one then. So, so it'd be yeah. a sixteen. We're all Still learning. Learning. Okay. Yay. So it would be an eight and an eight. Eight and an eight. Yeah. And use trips. So. Okay. So eight and an eight. So you deal sixteen damage to him. That happens. Okay. And I'm just gonna stay put. Okay. It is now his turn. He is on the ground. He is going to take a turn to stand up. And then he is going to... Does nobody have a tax of opportunity anymore? (laughs) (laughs) He's going to go after Makepeace. (laughs) Checks out. Fight him. He only wants done damage yet. Makepeace. Jizz. Does. An 11 hit. It does not. Oh, wait. Hey. If it's more than 10 minus my C, isn't that a critical failure? It's a critical failure. Ooh. That's a high C you got there. That's not really. It's a bad roll. Oh, you have a shield up too, right? I have a shield up too. Yeah. Um, Your AC is a 21? Yes. Wow. Okay. He just misses. Does a yes. So he gets you on the second one with his bite. I think it better we say the numbers. That was a twenty-two. It does. And his bite is ninety-eight. So that is going to be ten damage. Uh, okay. And make a fortitude save. Um, the shield eats up damage up to its, my heart, the heart of the shield, right? Mm-hmm. I take no damage. Okay. Do I still need to make a fortitude save? The direction never hits it? So I, don't know, I don't know the rules on that, but I'm going to say no. Yeah, a bite, it's, a, it's a bite yep. attack. So if he never actually touches me, then... Yep, I'm going to say no. Alright, that was his actions. So now it is... Monsignor Makepeace. What do you do? Cool, man. Uh, Makepeace is going to... Uh, spell strike. Mm-hmm. And to be gouging claw. Okay. That I think is going to hit. That's a, a rock attack plus 11. So that's going to be a 26 to hit. That hits. Is that a critical yeah, success? It is a critical success. Because he's flanking. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't check in flanking. Thank you, Jake. So now, I'm rolling double damage. Am I doubling my ability modifier too? No. Just, sure? just, just the dice. Just the dice. Just the dice. It says critical two times 1d8 plus 4. So I, I think I doubled my damage. Just the dice. You sure? Positive. Alright. That's an 8 on the first. Unless you have a special ability. It's a 6 on the second. It says 14... Plus four is uh, 18 damage with a Bastard Sword. 
and then Gouging Claw with a critical is going to be 4d6. <laughs> damage and I'm not sure if it's gonna matter but since it's a critical success that's two that's two he also takes four persistent bleed damage nice how do you want to do this uh make these is very matter of fact that gonna slash no he's not he might be crying uh, <laughs> and he's gonna slash into this dark whole thing, uh, screaming, "I'm not the monster!" I'm. How does a southern person say, "I'm not the monster"? I'm not the monster. No, I can't say it like that. <laughs> but, but he's screaming, "I'm not the monster!" As he slashes into this dark void. I'm not the monster. Well, that's pretty close. That's pretty close. Uh, <laughs> but he's doing that as he slashes into the void and. If there's anything left on the ground, he's probably just beating that down with the boss of his shield afterwards. Okay. You're listening to Risk and Reputation, a Sea of Stars story. Alright, so, it's more than just the refuse you leave all over the bridge. It's also things like, I don't know, your behavior. I am not here for you to screw around. I'm here for you to listen. So, maybe next time... Well, let's talk about it after these ads. Welcome back to the Sea of Stars. So, when you're here, I don't expect you to howl like a freaking monkey. Be respectful of those around you and, you know, let them enjoy what we're doing here. Don't scream or yell or gasp or do all the other weird things you do. Brian, back to our story. You understand where the head is in the smoke. You slash through. As you slash, the smoke dissipates around it. And you see the shocked looking face of a young woman. Head detaching from shoulders. Boom, fall on the ground in front of you. You might hear Mickey say quietly, Oh. <laughs> Maybe I am a is it one of the lost boys? No. Right, this, right. Is a, this, is a, this is an adult human woman. Does she, she have a cashew? Yes. Even better. Look, that was great, but we should probably get to the mist. He's getting closer. You know what I think is pretty fucked up? Is that before you showed up, we were fine. And after you showed up, the smoke monster, my fucking nightmare is chasing us. And when I finally defeat it, it's just a young goddamn girl. Boys, let's... It's almost like it would have been better if you had not shown up. So maybe you could tell us what the fuck is going on. We don't have time for this. Let's go. I agree with her. We should go. We have, we have to not go to the water and then rage, apparently. Which you've got a handle on. 
<laughs> Maybe make peace should lead. I'll follow him. It's all the same. And he just quickly he takes out and writes a little this book and puts it away. Sariel uh, still has like three extra images. It's maybe a little unnerving. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's disorienting. Yeah, I just maybe a little weird. I just a girl in smoke monster. Unnerving might not be the thing that I Rough. And Jake, it is double damage. Straight. Rock. Are you trying to kill her harder? I mean, you're <laughs> <trying to kill. laughs> straight double damage. It is not. Okay. Okay. Let. So can we? We'll take off. Yes. Fabulous. Run away. Run, run, run faster. <laughs> Alright, so you guys Toilet take off uh, towards the docks. Yes. As you're running, you're hearing all around you, oh, 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 as what you now know as the simulacra of number one begin to form. 19, right? Against your second seal, you feel a snag. And a voice in your head says to you, You will pay for this, number six. That depends on who gets them on first. As (laughs) As your seal holds. I love that. Alright. You guys continue to run through the docks. Yes. As you're running... Roll perception. Fifteen. Eleven. Bad. Twenty-five. <laughs> bad, bad. Like fail, bad. Crit fail. You see Jax. God damn it. Oh, Jax. Jogging alongside you, just kind of watching. I wave to him. He waves back, <laughs> and he 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 motions you over. I I do a beeline and then continue running. So awesome. Um. But continue running. I don't like how happy Jake got. <laughs> <laughs> you beeline to Jax, and as you're running, he's, he's walking around going, Hey! My, uh, favorite customer. It's it's really nice to see you here. Are, you, are, are we running from a demon right now? The... No, we're, we're running. Outsider? Number something. Number... Oh. That's awesome. Want to make a deal? Sorry, I'm, I'm doing his voice wrong. Hey, my favorite customer. You want to make a deal? What, what's the deal? What do you want? Nothing at the moment, just to get away. I have a friend who bought power from a guy. Sounded just like that once. The streets of Rochester. <laughs> I think you said power. No, power. But you, you're hoping. <laughs> it's real life. He whips out a little baggie. That's what happens. <laughs> and goes mix with water take this you'll run faster I'm okay I'm okay are you sure I'm pretty fast alright you can help okay. some of your friends move faster I'm okay <laughs> okay as you're having Nobody this else conversation here, right? as, as, as well it depends on if anyone's paying attention you just ran right over to him yeah uh, as you're running Roll one more perception check. Everyone else can roll one, too. Okay. God. 19. 
Yeah! Fifteen, that twenty. You give me that. <laughs> Mine is a good roll. Ten. I knew that was gonna happen from the second you tried. <laughs> just just fast as a cat. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> That seems, that seems to too easy. <laughs> As he's talking to Thross, mm-hmm. you see a shadowy tentacle emerge from under uh, Jack's clothes and touch Thross's back. Uh, I don't know this, right? No. That's concerning. <laughs> I yell out. As as this is happening, Thrust that, was the thing on your back. You gotta you gotta kill it. It's not related to Jax at all. It's a different bug. As that happens, <laughs> <laughs> Jax goes, "All right, well, good luck." And just steps to the side. A rent in the air appears as he steps, and you hear screams and the sound of like. Flesh being cut and all these terrible things. As he, as the poor, as the rift in in the air opens up, he steps through it and then it's gone. It would really throw a wrench in the story if I fell through that too. Oh <laughs> gosh. Why I'm not gonna have you roll for it? <laughs> you have you roll. Will you, will you, that's like that's like my, you know I would fail. And fall. That's right. like the book I want to read though. Is you go into like the demon's lair, but not like where they're actually yeah. doing it. Like like in the teachers. Room <laughs> where like, ah, you're like, how's your day? I don't know. My heart's on it to you guys. <laughs> I just don't feel like it. I want to see that world. So, you guys run on. Uh, you guys are now out of the atrium. You're into the harbor district. You're running by a lot of shops. You're getting into the the mist. I'm gonna have you guys roll your first. Uh, we'll save to see if you guys can produce the necessary rage. Thank you. Uh, Twenty. Oh, Sixteen. Oh, Sixteen. Man. I forgot my well saved. One second. I'm rolling like <laughs> shit, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just yes. <laughs> oh, twenty-seven. Okay. Wow. This is to, this is to summon rage, right? Mm-hmm. You get so, a bonus to summon rage. Well, I was thinking because of what just happened, like literally just happened, seems like a pretty good rage inspiring thing. Uh, so that's before any bonuses. That is a uh, uh, twenty-three. Okay, with bonuses. I don't know what bonus you want to give it. Two plus two. So, so twenty-five. Okay. You both critically succeed on this. That's going to give you a plus two circumstance bonus on your next check. Awesome. Do we also succeed? You succeed. What'd you roll? Twenty. Yeah, you, you both succeed. Cool. Nice. nice. Job. We're all so angry. Man, that right. fucking hallway. I can't, I can't believe they want us to go to therapy. We're a bunch of losers. <laughs> We're so. Well. I don't know what that means. I'm scared for Matt. What did you say? I think you said well. I said well. Well, well, uh, well, well. Against. Against. Your seal. You feel. Boom! In your seal holds. Ooh. Oh! <laughs> and as it holds, you feel. Not only does it hold, but number one gets repulsed. 
Number one just botched. Nice. You feel the incredible rage that he feels towards you right now in your head. He has not been thwarted like this in centuries. Roll a will save. You're so powerful. This is so there it is. I know, great for radio. Okay. <laughs> so that's a 27 and... Over here, yeah. 29. 29. Okay. You feel him force his way into your brain. He has done this to you before. You're the youngest. Mm-hmm. And he picks on you. I'm more. And then you throw him out. What do you say to him as you throw him out? Can't wait to see you at Sunday dinner. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) None of you heard that, by the way. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so you guys continue running through the docks, or through the the mist. You guys are out of the Court of Secrets officially. All right, let's make our next will save. I'm going to cast this in. 29. 17. Natty 20. Thank you. I just took it back. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, uh, It's going to be a 24. 24? So 26 for me. Yeah. All right. So Nat 20, 24. Oh, you said 29. You said plus another because we're critical. Plus two. Yeah. So actually, oh. a twenty-six. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yes. You see the monk has mastered yes. emotions. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm seventeen. Seventeen. You just seen some shit. You, you failed. Fail. <laughs> right, you pass with flying colors. Yay! You so you critically succeed. You succeed, and you critically succeed. What was yours? I got a nat twenty. Oh, word. You fail. Mm-hmm. But because two of your teammates critically succeed, I'm not going to make you roll anything for that. Okay. Can I just cry? Nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. As you guys are running, you see uh, Phoenix steps falter. Almost like he's focusing on something else. And as he does, Thrust just reaches back and grabs him, takes up this little gnome and keeps running. Thank goodness. So now you're, you're just being carried by the scruff, of, by the back of your shirt, right behind your neck by, by uh, Thrust. In that moment, as he picks me up and pulls me up in our eyes catch, time just slows down. <laughs> <laughs> I looked very confused yeah. and very concerned at the same time. This magic moment. That <laughs> did, did make promises to me. He yeah, came just, uncomfortable. Just, just, just Ross's wild hair is just, just blowing in the, in the, in the non-existent breeze as he runs. Well, how big is a gnome compared to a dwarf? A gnome is like, like the difference between a humor, human and a dwarf. Yeah, I think like the difference between that. So, so he would smaller. he would still look like a child to Thross. Uh, yeah. So that the Kara's whisper is really great. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight I'm gonna scream so loud. <laughs> oh, we might have to cut this. She's okay. Blind old. <laughs> you should not cut this at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you guys continue to run. And I'm gonna do one more check to see if you guys make it out. Cold acceptance. 
I'm gonna use I'm gonna use mine. Yep. Because that's how my luck goes. Yeah, you've that's been really rolling insightful. rocks. No, I'm saying oh. Yep, I knew it. I think that's really funny that you rolled right out of your little yeah, catapult six. there. So sixteen plus. Oh, he wants. Uh, he's making the check. I think. What's your spell save? What? Nineteen. <laughs> are we still supposed to? No, I don't think we're supposed to do yet. Uh, number one's making a save. Uh, you feel at the end of the teller, at the end of the teller of your magic, your magic is about to break, and you know you're about to get out. Stop for a second. Boom! <laughs> for the third time on the same seal. Feel number three attack you. Or number one attack attack your magic. And it holds. Awesome. For the record, he has a plus twelve. You rolled that low? I've rolled that low this entire time. <laughs> oh my god. I have not gotten above a six. Oh, this is fantastic. I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> and as you work your way out of the mists to where you're going, you feel the incredible hatred that number one feels for you right now. And I want you to make one more will save. I'm going to use my hero point. Uh, 18. 18. You feel magic slam down on you from behind. You know what it is. This is a tracking spell. Number one is the best hunter that has ever lived. And now he will know where you are and when you are at all times. And he is coming. Because I feel like I said that too quietly. Number one is going to know where Finnick is and when Finnick is at all times. I don't know who Finnick is. <laughs> and he is coming. I don't know why Finnick is. Or what Finnick is. Asking the real questions. Or <laughs> you guys are ruining his bit. When, yeah. <laughs> and on that note, break! You're listening to Risk and Reputation, a Sea of Stars story. Thirdly, let's talk about respecting the place that you are. You know, for safety concerns. We've already done this once, but I feel like I should explain to you again that this is a dangerous place. I do my best to keep you safe, but my best is, well, it's not actually my best, but I do put up the minimum legal effort, legal team. I do it. Anyway, here's ads. Welcome back to the Sea of Stars. So, when I say things like, don't get close to the edge that drops off into a pit of nothingness, you should follow my instructions, because not doing so means we're eventually going to have to put up rails, which will ruin the aesthetic. Also, when I say, don't interact with the cosmic beings trying to tempt you with pleasure and riches, don't do it. They're going to, you know, take your soul. It's what they're here for.
The, I, last time I said you do you. But don't. Do the sensible thing. Don't do you. You're stupid. Do the smart thing. Now back to our story. For the rest of this episode, we will be giving you a sneak peek at one of our Patreon-exclusive side stories, The Trials of Makepeace. Please enjoy and consider subscribing to our Patreon. Peace. Makepeace feels at ease here. He spent a lot of his youth outside and... While he doesn't like to name his horses, it doesn't mean that he doesn't enjoy the company of one. Mostly because, well, they're quiet. And while a person who is unaccustomed to traveling like this might be a little anxious about being alone or not sure of their own safety, make peace knows what he's doing and is taking the, the, the proper precautions. Okay. Um, is Makepeace using any magic to conceal himself? No. He's just doing his thing? Yep. Okay. He finds that the the ring of his musket in a quiet forest does wonders. For deterrence from unwelcome visitors. Okay. Make peace travels along this shadow dappled path. As he breaks the tree cover into a large clearing, he gets his first view of a familiar sight. This is a settlement that is somewhere between a town and a small city. It's called Keeley, and you've been here several times. It's on your beat. Mm-hmm. Most recently, you actually settled a pretty important case here. Would you care to expand on that? It wasn't so important, really. Just, just a little more complicated than normal. There was a question of uh, paternity on a ch- with a child and due to the child's mother and both potential fathers all coming from fairly magical stock the odds that the child born would be fairly magical or even unusually magical were pretty high because of that both families wanted the child to be raised under their own roof while the mother really just wanted the child to be raised with a loving family and frankly didn't have much interest in finding out who the biological father was so much as she wanted to find a father that wanted to raise a child the way it was all resolved was I did the necessary rituals to find the paternity of the father. However, I gave them a third choice. I'd keep those to myself. And more so, I'd give them the option 
to try something different. Sarah, the mother, had no interest in living full-time in one house or another. She did believe in a village raising a child, and beyond that, she believed that multiple inputs led to more thought-out points of view. She was happy to let both men be father. And the truth is, she's enough of a woman that both men saw some grace in that. And that's where they ended up. And from by all accounts, since then, I've heard from other parties that it's going well. But this will be my first time back since. Okay. As you walk into the, the clearing uh, that makes up the town slash city of Wakili, you were greeted to the site of a large ironwood grove. The ironwood trees are unique. They almost look like a blending of different species. They have the evergreen qualities of a pine tree, in the, and they have the needles of a pine tree, except for they're a kind of a almost metallic color. The real meat of the tree, though, is in the trunk, where a pine tree doesn't grow much wider than... I don't know, two hands around it, this this can grow six or seven full-grown men holding hands all the way around the iron tree and still not make the circumference. They're tough as hell, and they're hard to climb unless you know how to do it. And one of the most unique things about the ironwood groves is that the branches don't start up until about 25, 30 feet, but the branches extend out a far way and interlock with the branches of other trees. And if the ironwood grove feels threatened, because despite what anyone might say, they are some kind of sentient, they'll drop their branches down and form an almost impenetrable wall, and those needles are razor sharp. Okay. So to the left of the village, as you approach, is the ironwood grove with its massive boughs spreading out, not down as if they feel threatened, but almost embracing a separate village made up mostly of temporary dwellings. I'm talking yurts and teepees and things like that. There is no stone construction in the iron. Everything is made from things that the people that live there, who are the Ironwood Guard, find on the ground around them, and animal skins. Standing in front of the actual village of Wakili, which is to the right of you, is a grizzled old man that you know as... Elder Barduin. He is the elder of House Kepup, and he is what the people of Abukashi call a keeper. 
He is a single member of a clan that does not have a strong presence in the village, um, who stays there as kind of a political liaison between uh, the more powerful clans and his own clan, which does not have a strong presence there. As you approach, he is standing almost as if he's meditating with his head down, and you just see him. Mm. I recognize the smell of peach trees anywhere, mate, peace. It's good to see you. I figured I might as well get the bullshit out of the way first. No, you gotta see me. You can take care of me first, then do your business. I was travels. He looks up. He is a grizzled old man who is incredibly hairy. Um, his house has a strong affiliation with dire bears. And this man is a bear of a man. He is massive. He's probably 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and built like a like an NFL linebacker, just covered in hair. He is wearing a very, very stylish uh, cloth wrapping around along his waist, with a very intricately, intricately uh, colored uh, ironwood needle belt that covers his entire lower extremities. It's so big, it's almost like a, a dress. Or a kilt, I guess is the better word for it. Uh, his chest is bare, but his chest hair is braided and shaved in interesting patterns, um, which is not normal for most clans within uh, Aokeshi, but it's not un—it's not irregular for the keep up um, or the kept up. He has a massive beard, and his hair, which is which is braided in long one long braid that goes down to his waist, and his hair is done up in very intricate braids that fall all, all along his head, almost like dreadlocks. What do you say when after he greets you? That's it, Elder Bardwin. You know. You can say that now is the first time that you're smelling peaches in quite some time. But I could have swore that I saw you about, I don't know, seven miles back. You looked about three feet taller and a little hairier. Elder, ba Elder Bardwin looks at you and smiles. All of his teeth are filed to points. He goes, <laughs> man, never let the secrets go, make peace, you know that. <laughs> I do. Uh, I will say I thought about jumping you because I didn't think you noticed. <laughs> well, then that would have been the second mistake. <laughs> Maybe for you or your horse. Worst would have happened if you would have sorted yourself. It's fine. That's far from the worst thing that ever happened to me. 
Fair enough. No way here, Magpiece. This is some some rough shit. We uh we've heard stories of this shit happening with the bank. We didn't think would happen to us. I'm not gonna say more on it because I don't want to be asked to testify. But make the right call, please. Hmm. The right call. One more. Do you have any kind of insight as to what that might be? Yeah, you walk into that bank, you find that freaking maestro, and you rip his fucking throat out. Nah. I'll keep that in mind. Are you going to go pay your respects to the Grove, or are you going to go right in? I think I'm going to go to the Grove first. All right. I'm going to walk with you up to the edge. I've got a little nephew... Who's with the guard here? Wanna say hi? Hmm. Well, aside from the unpleasantness that I'm sure I'm about to encounter, how are things in Wakili? Things are pretty good, I guess. Good as they always are. Would be quiet if it wasn't for the damn maestro. Um, I've heard some rumblings from down south about the, the Vargenzi. Raiding again. Maybe coming up the rivers. Been keeping watch. Well. If they get off their boats, they won't get back on them. We both know that. Now with good old Makepeace here, I guess. (laughs) Alright. So you guys walk up from the, uh, the tree line. And the village around you is very lively. Um, there are four large longhouses that are very, very intricate. They are all surrounded uh, by wooden pickets uh, that are intricately carved uh, so that the walls around them are works of art into one of themselves. Um, and the buildings themselves are interesting not weird for you but someone that isn't used to the abukashi would maybe think of them as an eyesore all the buildings are long two to three story structures that just have outgrowths like cancer sprouting out all along this is something that does not happen in the major villages when you're in the, the capital of Sonorum you wouldn't see this. It's much more artistic. These sorts of things happen inside the longhouses. But out here on the, the outskirts, when people want to expand, either to increase living space for their own family or maybe just to be more impressive, they build out, and usually build out high. So there are, the longhouses are these long buildings with little rooms on stilts built out all along them. The buildings themselves are colored and painted uh, in expansive murals that are always very pretty and they're surrounded by sculptures. But we're not going to go there yet. Instead, we walk towards the Ironwood Grove. How does Makepeace feel as he approaches the grove? Safe. 
he uh he understands that his position is a somewhat unique one. He's not from this region of Abakashi. He's not from anywhere close to here. And he didn't grow up here. But he's felt a kinship with the Ironwood groves. Whether it's here or anywhere else he's been. There's something about their unyielding permanence. They feel like living mountains. And he finds that very settling. Okay. You approach these living mountains. And as I said, they're not surrounded by walls. The Ironwoods can do that themselves. Yep, they are the walls. But there are several guards. Whereas most of the uh, Abukashi dress in brightly colored, uh, heavily beaded clothes um, that are very, very stylish. Uh, the young people standing around the outskirts of the grove are all dressed the same. They all wear dappled brown, light green uh, clothes that are easy to move in that are just covered in ironwood needles. You know that ironwood needles are very hard, and when you bead them correctly, they're as good as any armor. It's like wearing chainmail. And that is what the ironwood guard wears. Each of them also carry a thick baton. Uh, You see each of these young people is holding a short baton in their hands. Uh, some of them are practicing with it. As they practice with it, uh, they are whipping it out and it grows into a, sh uh, a bow staff or they are bending it and stringing it like a bow. Mm -hmm. These are called the, the holy bows. Pretty much every ab everyone in Abukeshi has one. And they get it during their time with the Ironwood Guard, which every person, when they become an adult, gets drafted into. They're sent somewhere, not their home, where their house does not hold a whole lot of sway. Why it is done this way, no one really knows. There is definitely some constant talk that maybe you should just keep them home and have them serve in their home groves. But never seems to happen. Mm -hmm. As you approach, two of the young people come up to you and they, one of them says, how you doing there, guys? Stay your business. I allow Elder Bardwin to speak first as he is. Elder, ba Elder Bardwin goes, howdy, I'm here to talk to my nephew. His name is Jokim. And, uh, this is the judge. He's here to pay his respects. The youth nods and then looks at you and goes, Well, uh, Your Honor, 
Of course, you're allowed to pay respects to the Grove, as is your due. You can go right inside. Uh, Elder Baudouin. Um, yeah. Uh, we have to talk about that. We're kind of in a lockdown right now because of the situation. We're trying to, not to be involved. Um, you go ahead, ju- Judge. Um, but we, we, we're going to have a talk. I look back at Ella Barton and say, maybe you and I should have a talk because if everybody's trying to stay uninvolved in the situation, maybe I'm, I could use a more thorough briefing on what I'm about to walk into. Elder Bob Nguyen, um seems kind of nonplussed that he's not being allowed to go see his nephew. He goes, yeah, may peace. Well, I'll see you when you leave, I guess. I'll be waiting here. You walk into... I, before I go, I look back at the young kid and I say, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> the young person seems very uncomfortable. Um... As you walk into the grove, it's almost as if the sounds from the outside don't penetrate. You're immediately filled with a sense of peace, and you feel a little bit more energetic when you walk in. Um, you almost feel more powerful as you walk in as well. Uh, what do you do? Am I in a clearing, or am I still under the canopy of the trees? When you enter the Ironwood Grove, you are always under the canopy of the trees. So there's no, so there is no clearing. Nope. Well, the entire place is kind of a clearing because of how high the flowers are, and how and no plants dare to grow under an Ironwood, except for certain vines that kind of go up and down them. Um that grow very specifically almost as if someone is telling them how to grow though the druids that work within the groves claim that they do no such thing I for a moment as I'm walking don't think much about the ironwood trees I'm more and just grateful for the quiet the leaves, the, the needles, and the interlocking branches create like a sound dampening. So even my footfalls don't create much sound. And I'm a heavy, I'm a heavy-footed person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't hear a bird call unless it happens right next to you. And that's what makes the Ironwood Grove is dangerous for people who are not welcome there because they will always be caught by surprise. But for me, in this moment where I feel no need to be worried for my safety, I just relish in the quiet. It's like time slows down. And for a moment, there is no one there and nothing there to distract me from my thoughts. And I give a little bit of praise for that. As I relish the moment, though, I know I have things to do. So, 
every judge has their own way of paying respects to the Iron Grove. There are some who disrobe completely and sit naked under a tree until they feel their respects have been paid. I've heard heard men say that they stayed under a tree for hours, days sometimes, depending on what was on their mind. For me, however, I kind of stand and look up and look around and find a tree that I think looks friendly, which I understand it sounds silly, but that's how I do it. I walk over to the tree and I put my hand on it and I talk out loud, not because I need to, to be reassured by my own voice, it's because I just relish in the way acoustically my voice is the only damn thing in that whole place. So I know if they, if they can't if they can hear me, they do hear me. I use a quiet voice and I just tell them, I'm here, I'm doing the work as I believe it should be done, which is my expectation of why you hired me and appointed me here. If my job's unsatisfactory, let me know. If it's very unsatisfactory, please let me leave with all my arms and legs intact. You've been listening to Risk and Reputation, a Sea of Stars story. The Sea of Stars and all properties held therein are the sole property of any loose media and may not be reproduced for commercial purposes without our expressed written consent. Music for this episode was written and produced by Basement Guy and Katrina Sheets. We'd like to thank our cast, Katrina Mithrande Gigglebutts Sheets as Isario, Christopher Sheldadar, Mayor as Gross Coindelver, Matthew Hemi Dookie Greenwood as Phoenix, Thomas Fizzlebit Margie Darian the Fourth, who is very short, Bellinger as Makepeace Clover, Basement Guy, who does not deserve a nickname, and me, Trolltoll, who doesn't need one. Please consider subscribing to our Patreon. Patreon is the main way you can ensure that this podcast continues to be made. The fee is only $5 a month, and with it you get side stories, extras, and quite a bit more. Please consider supporting us. As always, it has been a pleasure leading you through the sea of stars. Now get off my bridge. It's the sea of stars, give us just a piece of your attention. The sea of stars, just a tiny piece of your mortal soul. The sea of stars, we'll spin and spin our stories till they're told. To fulfill your needs, we're here to cash in all our deeds. We're gonna brave our questing side by side. 
Quirks and elves and crooks all know that stories aren't just books. And if you can make them believe, you can satiate your greed. It's a sea of stars. Give us just a piece of your attention. The sea of stars. Just a tiny piece of your immortal soul. The sea of stars. We spin and spin our stories till they're told. We'll spin and spin our stories till they're told. Told. We'll spin and spin our stories till they're told.